All right, good evening everyone and welcome in to another edition of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour as we come to you live from the 19th hole here on National Road in Wheeling. Tonight is our final players edition of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour and the players are going to try and do something really special tomorrow night as they are in search of the 1,000th victory in Wheeling Nailers history. You can be part of that. It's a Wednesday night face-off, 7-10, against the Indy Fuel at West Bank Arena. You can get your tickets for that at wheelingnailers.com, and that is also the makeup from the originally scheduled game on April the 28th. Then the guys will go on the road for the weekend. They will play four games. They'll play twice at the South Carolina Stingrays on Tuesday, or excuse me, that's the following Tuesday, Friday and Saturday, then in Greenville Sunday, and then back to South Carolina again the following Tuesday before we wrap things up with a Friday-Saturday series against the Indy Fuel, both at 7:10 Superman Night on June 4th, and Fan Appreciation Night on June the 5th. As I always do, start things off, bring in my broadcast partner, Isaac Basinger. And Isaac, the fam just walked into the 19th hole. Yes, Perfect. They, yes, they did. I actually knew they were coming to this one. Ah, they must have known that we have a powerhouse night of guests here at the 19th hole. So that's good. Are you excited to potentially see history tomorrow at West Banco Arena? Yes, I was happy to be a part of history earlier this season, and I'm excited to see some more history. we got to do it at home, right? Yeah, you feel like you have to. So we're looking at you two guys. I think it's kind of funny, though, and I, I think you and I may have touched on this a little bit on the broadcast Sunday when we won 999. Kind of funny that Wednesday wasn't even supposed to be a home game on the original schedule, but things get shuffled around, so it's almost like, well, it's made to be. Let's get it done. You could technically look at it and say the Falcons win could be before on the schedule before win 999. Yeah, it could have been in April, and uh, obviously 999 was in May. So that's funny, and hopefully everybody gets a chance to see that. And hopefully it's a real solid performance by the home team. And we bring in our two guests for today, Patrick McNally, Kyle Marino. In addition to having a chance to go for history tomorrow, how much fun would it also be to try and put a nice little spoil action into the Indy Fuel's potential playoff plans for 2021? Yeah, I think that would be great, Deej. Uh, obviously, we've played them a lot this year, and uh, we're not the best of friends with them, so it would be nice to spoil their season a little bit at the end here. You get into the fisticuffs and the physicality with the fuel. Is there a lot of spirit in your neck of the woods there, Kyle? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a, a good one on Wednesday, that's for sure. Outstanding. You guys came off of the long trip to Greenville, and I'm sure that must have been a very happy bus ride home, breaking the two points with you. What's the difference in the rides back? on a win versus a loss? Oh, I mean, I, you've been on the bus, so you know, but uh, after a loss, it's pretty tough. Everyone's quiet. No one's really hanging out. Uh, just go to your bunk, and you have a long time to think about it. But uh, after a win, the boys are all fired up, and uh, you can have a good time on the way home. Is it one of the more looser groups that you've been around? Because I feel like, like you mentioned, I've had a chance to be with you guys a couple of times this year, and it seems like even if it is a loss, you're pretty quick to shake it off. But if it's a win, you really try and soak it in a lot. Uh, yeah, I think we got a young group. So uh, obviously I think 16 or 17 rookies now. So everyone is big, and uh, they're new to it, so they really appreciate it. What's it been like for you, Kyle, your first year playing pro hockey in – North America and ECHL and just kind of living through all of it and now surprisingly here we are finally at the finish line. Yeah it's it's been a great couple months here in, in the wheel for sure um, as far as wins and losses goes you know it's tough because you play so much so you know when you do 
lose, you kind of try to, you know, refocus, shake it off, and then when you win, just enjoy it for a bit and then get refocused. So, yeah. I think we talked about this when we did the power hour at the office. You were one of the last ones before we came on site here to the 19th hole. And you are really making a name for yourself in many areas in this league, but especially from the toughness side. And you did it again this weekend. Garrett Thompson, he's an established guy in this league. You beat him, just like you did Sidlowski in Fort Wayne. What's that doing to you for your game, for the respect that you're gaining in this league too? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's just been coming to me, and um, I thought we kind of need to get involved in the game there to kick off the weekend in a 3-3 three and three in Greenville. Um, you know, they kind of had our number at home, and they were kind of running around a bit, and I just kind of wanted to slow things down and let them know that it was going to be a long weekend for them. Very strong performances by you. And then for Pat, I mean, the fact that you're standing right now is downright incredible based on some of the minutes that you've put in over the past couple of weeks. 109 minutes in three games in the three and three. How do you have any gas in the tank, man? Holy moly. Uh, yeah, I think that was uh, some extenuating circumstances with uh, guys being suspended, so we are playing less guys. And then Millsy, unfortunately, took that slap shot off the head on Sunday, so we didn't have many players left. But uh, I was pretty tired that Sunday. But uh, I've been playing uh, a lot of minutes for a long time now. You know, most of the teams I've been on the past couple years – I've been one of the guys who play a lot, so I think I'm used to it. So you've got the games coming up this week, which is going to be ultimately five and seven, but you've got an off day. North Charleston, South Carolina. It's right on the water. What's the plan for the off day? Have you guys talked about it? Is this a beach day? Is this a layout by the pool day? Is this a go shopping day? What are we looking at down in SoCo? Uh, I've actually never been to Charleston, but uh, oh, wow. our captain fights played there for a year so i'm sure he'll have some good suggestions we'll we'll go to him for some ideas there you go you thought of anything yet i just ride on the coattails so wherever everybody's going i'm going to there you go you want to jump in with some stuff isaac are you guys beach guys when it comes to the opportunity or would you rather just not be in the warm weather and try to do something else i mean patty's a beach guy because anytime he can take his shirt off he's down for that but <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I go to the beach with a white T-shirt on, so maybe not me so much. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm from Long Island. I grew up going to the beach all the time, so I'd say I'm definitely a beach guy. So if that if that's in the cards, I'll try and do it. So if you keep the shirt on the whole time, Kyle, what do you what do you like <laughs> to do? Are you uh, a volleyball guy on the beach, or are you just soak in the warm weather, or would you prefer to go somewhere else? No, yeah, beaches are good. I'll I'll, I'll definitely get down there for sure. There you go. So that's the trip coming up this weekend, and then you guys will wrap things up at home uh, and put this year to bed. But one of the promotions is Superman Night, so we've got that coming up on June 4th. Are you guys into that span of things? Are you uh, into those type of characters, or do you try and steer to a different direction for some of your interests? Uh, I think you're a big Marvel movie guy, right? Yeah, no, yeah, a little yeah, bit. I'm, I'm, not, guy. I'm not really into it. I never have been. Uh, I like the Dark Knight and... Those, those Batman movies, but in terms of the Marvel movies, I haven't really got into them. Ah, so we picked the wrong one. So that we're actually going down the DC path on this one, believe it or not. Yeah, I don't, I'm not even really sure the, the differences between them. Me neither. <laughs> I'm learning this as we go, to be honest with you. So Batman's your guy. Okay. I, just, I just enjoyed those movies. Uh, okay. Yeah. Who's your guy? Um, yeah, the Batman, Spider-Man movies, they're all good. I like them for sure. We were just having this conversation about the Marvel movies. I think Wards is a big marvel sci-fi guy i don't know he's into weird some weird stuff so okay isaac 
Uh, oh, I, I've always liked Batman. Batman's always been a favorite of mine, and I, I'm the same. I'm the same boat. I'm not something that is not something I sit down and watch. I will have an idea of it, but I'm not the one that's going to sit down there and watch them like for fun. Aha. Uh-huh. So let's talk a little hockey because you know why not? I always like to start with hockey in the first segment. You guys are playing a ton of games right now, but the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on. Are you all hockeyed out? Do you just try and focus on yourselves? Or are you glued and trying to watch every second of every game of the playoffs that you can? And maybe if you have any rooting interest, that might help steer you one way or another. No, I mean, I think I could speak for both of us on this one. We love watching uh, the playoffs, you know, especially if you know some guys on some of the teams. I know Marino has a good buddy on Nashville so uh, we've been watching as much as we can it's a great thing to throw on at night when you're cooking and eating and uh, just hanging out with the guys and talking about the games and watching them you have a horse in the race right now uh, I guess the Penguins you know okay. Willie Naylor's got to represent who's your Nashville pal um, one of my good buddies from Niagara Ben Harper okay uh, he's playing defense for Nashville this year and he's doing really well so kind of rooting for him and his success who on this team is really locked in and has got a really big horse in the race that just seems to be ultimately passionate? I know we talked to Adam Smith last week. He's a Leafs guy, and that's a fan base that is quite deprived on championships. Is there someone else who seems over-the-top fandom for one team or another? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't really think so. Uh, I, can't, I can't think of anyone. Smitty I mean, if he said, I don't know if he's much of a Leafs fan either. Maybe he pretends to be, he puts the hat on during the playoffs. But <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really hear him talking about it too much during the regular season. That's incredible. It's interesting you mentioned the Penguins because last night, obviously, they lose the game in double overtime, and Tristan Jari has just gotten absolutely smashed by the fans, which I find interesting because... Okay, yeah. Was it a terrible play in double overtime? Yep, it sure was. No question. He probably should have passed it to one of his two teammates on either side of him. But at the same time, I understand Pittsburgh is in a position where it's win now, period, end of discussion. This is the guy's first year as the number one goalie in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Kyle, as a first-year guy, what do you think that pressure would be like and having to face that kind of an environment around you? Yeah, no, I I mean, goalie's the most important player in, in the playoffs, and, you know, I think... You can't give up on him now like uh, he's obviously a great goaltender and you know usually when a play like that happens they have huge bounce back games it might be a little something that you know they can turn around or he can use as fuel to you know try to get them back into the series and stuff like that so I mean as a first year guy I know there's a lot of guys in the playoffs that are are doing well that are um, first year players but you know it's got to be a ton of pressure on him for sure. Who's jumping out at you guys so far? whether it's individuals or teams? I think in terms of teams, I would say Colorado yep. you know, with that sweep. And uh, I got to watch some of those games, and they're, they're just an absolute wagon. So I think they're going to be tough to put away. I don't even know if they broke a sweat against St. Louis. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, Tampa. I think Tampa's dangerous again. I think they're really fast and big, and they got a lot of tools. So they're going to be uh, hard to beat for sure. Isaac? I've been on the Colorado. I, I feel like they're the best team that's out there at the moment. I feel like they're the team that everyone has to watch out for. I was definitely going Colorado. Until your boy and Nashville woke up, it seemed like Carolina was rolling there for a mm-hmm. while. And then Nashville was like, I guess we'll show up and play games three and four. That sounds cool. I think the other end of the equation is pretty obvious on who disappointed the most. 
Uh, yeah, probably. Wait, who just got swept? Uh, Edmonton, yeah. Yeah. I would say Edmonton, yeah. Edmonton? Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's not any question about that one. That's just very disappointing. <laughs> so who does this lie on? Because there's a lot of thought on superstar players taking a lot of the responsibilities. And what, McDavid's won one playoff series so far? I think you were on the bus when we had this conversation. Yeah. Oh, you knew I was going <laughs> to steer the wheel in a certain direction, didn't you? These are some leading questions, but I think the notion that McDavid is responsible for these losses is ludicrous, and uh, <laughs> people who perpetrate that idea should not be uh, talking about it in public. No. <laughs> Kyle? Yeah, I agree with Patty 100%. Um, it's not definitely on him. He's an unbelievable player, and for to think it or anything over that, you know, that it was his fault or whatever is, is crazy. But What do you think, Isaac? Do we put too much pressure on the superstars? I mean, they, if you're a very good player, the pressure is going to be warranted, but you're going to know how to handle the pressure. But there's also other skaters, other defensemen, other goalies that are out there that have to do their job as well. One guy is not on the ice for whole 60 minutes. I mean, he might be, but maybe <laughs> but maybe not His everyone point else. point on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, Edmonton reminds me of Washington pre-Cup, where they were just all offense and nothing else. And I looked at them, and I'm like, their back end, like, they were pretty much rolling 4Ds for most of overtime last night, or even, yeah, because it was a triple overtime game. And kind of like, you can't role like that. I'm not thrilled with Mike Smith as a goalie either, but I do feel like we talked about Colorado earlier. Nathan McKinnon has risen to a whole new level, and I think he, in addition to the rest of his teammates, which is very balanced, but he is kind of the catalyst of this as to why they're, they've been so successful. Am I, am, I on, am I on the right track? Yeah, I mean, McKinnon's top two player in the league. I'm sure a lot of people... I, I think a lot of people say McDavid is the best, but there's probably some people who would argue McKinnon right now because of the playoff success, and I don't think that would be crazy. We're going to talk about some fun discussions that have come up on the bus rides that I believe you've been a part of one and not a part of the other, but we're going to see what the thought process is because one of those discussions got quite spirited in one way or another, and I know Isaac's been chomping at the bit waiting to have this discussion with you guys on the power hour so that everybody can hear about that but everybody's gonna have to just wait a little bit for that because we're gonna take break number one i finally got to do a cool tease going into a break that's a lot of fun so we'll come back with that in segment number two of the wheeling nailers power hour we're here every tuesday from six to seven well we're not here next week because we play but we'll be here for the season finale in two weeks for june 8th to wrap it up don't forget to get your tickets for wednesday night the 7-10 game against the fuel or the final two games on june 4th and 5th this is the nailers broadcast network presented by Street Bank. All right, welcome back. Segment number two of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour as we come to you from the 19th hole on National Road in Wheeling as we get ready for Nailers hockey and hopefully the making of history as Wheeling goes for win number 1,000, one win away. They'll take the ice on Wednesday night, 7-10 against the Indy Fuel at West Bank Arena. You can get your tickets at wheelingnailers.com. If you have a ticket from the April 28th postponed game, you can use that one for Wednesday night instead. We're back here with my co-host Isaac Basinger and players Patrick McNally and Kyle Marino. And 
the, we get to tell you that the players are finished the power hour after tonight, and it'll be the coaches, Derek Army and Brad Drobot, for our season finale. That'll be the June 8th show here at the 19th hole. And Isaac, take it away, man. You've been waiting a few weeks for this one, so let's dive in. All right, I'll let you guys preface the conversation we're about to have about teams and their or people and their fandom. So you guys take it away. This is a bus discussion that Deej was telling me about a couple a couple weeks ago. Do you want to start? Yeah, you can start. You want me to start? Yeah. I think the whole conversation came up uh, with our head coach, uh, Derek Army, um, and it was because he wears a Yankee hat around, and I was just like, "How are? Why are you a Yankees fan?" I, where, like, where's he's from? Yeah, he's, he's not from New York. He's not from New York, and I was, I was just like, how? Why do you cheer for the Yankees? He's like, well, like they're the best, all this stuff. Like, I'm like, where, where are you born? And he's from, he's from all over the place. But I think he spent most of his formative years in New England, which makes it even worse that he is a so Yankees fan. I was assuming that he's like a Boston guy, and then he starts getting into the conversation. Well, he's like, I'm not from Boston. And I'm like, okay, but they're, like, the closest team. So, like, how will you cheer for the Yankees when you're born in Boston? And because I'm born in Buffalo, and like, or New York, or Niagara Falls, holy smokes, Niagara Falls, Canada, <laughs> but uh, Buffalo is 20 minutes away. And I cheer for the Sabres because they're the closest team. And, and you know, I was growing up in that, you know, uh, like, forced into it, basically, like every other sports fan in the world is. And Army just thought that was ludicrous that – um, you had to cheer for the team that where you were born, so that's pre like prefacing what how the conversation started pretty much. What was your take on this before we we really dive in on it? Yeah, I mean, I just like Army wears his Yankee hat, like Marines was saying, and he walks around with his Yankees mask on, and it's like Army, you're you're not from New York, you, just because the Yankees were winning championships when because I was growing up, and from 1996 to 2000 doesn't mean you get to be a Yankees fan because you were a little kid and you thought it was cool like you should be a Red Sox fan so Isaac and I are on different wavelengths on this one you, you can keep on going because you're crushing this all right so basically what I'm gonna get at I am not a fan of some of the teams in the area I mostly in the NFL I'm not a fan of the Steelers and I'm a fan of the Chargers so what do you think about that is it what, what's the reason why you is it just because you think you should root for the teams that are nearby or is it just because you feel like if you root for someone else, you're a bandwagon fan? I think the biggest problem I have with the Yankee thing is it's because they were so good. I, I think that's so. It's like no one. It's like like why Army's not going to be like a San Diego Padre fan. Like he's a Yankee fan because they were winning World Series when he was growing up, yeah. and so that he's a bandwagon 100%. jumper. So that's why 100%. we had the problem with it. And Marines, as a long-suffering Saber fan, is like well. He didn't grow up and go, oh, you know what? I'm going to root for the Red Wings because they're winning cups right now. So I think that's why it hit a chord with us. So you would be okay with myself rooting for someone to have a team out west because they're not a very good team because they've not won anything. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'd be, I'd, I'd be okay. It's like better, but it still like doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> well, I, had a, I, I liked LaDainian Tomlinson when I was younger, and that's why. If they were good then, they still haven't won anything. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I guess it's all different, but, like, when I was growing up, you know, my, my dad was a Yankee fan. My grandfather from the Bronx, he was a Yankee fan. My dad was a Yankee fan, so I was a Yankee fan. Like, the Coliseum was 20 minutes from, from us. We went to the Islanders game, so I was an Islanders fan. Like, I don't know 
I just don't see how it happens. How you're just like, oh, I'm gonna root for the Seattle Seahawks because I like. I don't know. I don't get it. I think it's fine too to be like, oh, I love Ladanian Tomlinson and be a Ladanian Tomlinson's fan. I don't know as far as like changing my whole, you know, sports franchise being like a from Pittsburgh or whatever and saying like, oh no, now I'm a Chargers fan. I'm going against Pittsburgh like. It like even comes to the fact that like now like you have to cheer against the Steelers going like the Steelers go to the Super Bowl, all your buddies are Steelers fans and you're like, Oh, I'm a Chargers fan. So I get it, but I don't know. Difference of opinion I guess. See, makes the world go see I like to be different in that sense, but it's not all against Pittsburgh. I'm a Penguins fan and I'm a Pirates fan as well, so I know how to the suffering of all of that. So you're only a quarter wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all right. I do have a lot of respect for especially you two because you, you've both experienced the sufferings where... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, man, it must be cool, though, seeing the Bills do something. Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, like, even in Buffalo and stuff like with COVID, it was, like, crazy down there and stuff like that. And um, it's really cool to see, like, how much of a sports town Buffalo actually is um, when their teams do well and stuff and how much support they can get. And so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they lead like the TV uh, coverage every year in the NHL playoffs. Like Buffalo's not, haven't hasn't been in there in the last like four or five years, or maybe longer than that. But um, they lead the coverage every year and stuff like that. So it's a crazy sports town for sure. So the Raptors ended your suffering. Yeah, you finally got to celebrate yeah, a championship cool. in your life. That Congratulations cool. yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, what's going to be the one that means the most? The Bills, the Sabers, or well, actually, you were you old enough for the Jays? Uh, I was not, no. I didn't get to see the, the Jays. I was in, like, 92, 93, or 93, 94, and 95, so that was post, post me. But I don't know the Bills would be pretty cool. To see the Sabres get back to the playoffs would be cool, too. You had a story about the Sabres, too, didn't you, from, uh, what was it? Yeah, well, my dad's uh, been a season ticket holder, uh, like, since he's been, like, 24 at the old odd. Um and he actually just, you know, got rid of them just because, you know, we're not home anymore and we're all playing and stuff like that. So it was harder to go to the games. But my dad and obviously us, you know, growing up, we always went to all those Sabres games and stuff like that. And, and you know, there would be nothing better than, you know, your dad coming to get you out of school like right at 2 o'clock and we're heading over for a playoff game or, you know, just things like that. You grow up and you make those memories and stuff like that and you hold on. Um, you know, my dad watched, you know, Brett Hall score that goal. Um, you know, it was just like those things like that. And then that's how the conversation kept going on the bus. It was just like, how do you, you know, just, I just grew up one day just being like, oh no, I'm, I'm a Wings fan now. You know, like you, you hear those stories and stuff like that. And, and, you know, you just, you can't just jump ship. So you said your dad was what, one of the last people in yeah, the building? That's, on that's the what, that's, that's the story he tells. He's one of the last guys to leave the building. Um, I think my mom was there too. My mom left and she was in the car and. And my dad, my dad just wouldn't leave. He's just like, and my dad didn't grow up playing hockey or anything. He was just a massive fan, um, and you know he's just a passionate guy. So I could definitely, it's definitely some truth to the story. I'm sure. Came close in '06, Carolina '07. Probably should have beat Ottawa. Yeah. I mean, getting there. A couple injuries away. Yeah. But then, I mean, obviously, yeah. down slope for sure. Are they going to make a coaching move? What are they going to do? I don't know. I haven't really been following it much, to be honest, Deej. But, you know, best of luck to them. They got a long road. <laughs> so what's your fandoms? Uh, I'd probably say growing up I was Yankees, Islanders, 
and uh, now pretty much uh, the Yankees. I think it's, uh, you know, being a pro hockey player and having a lot of guys I've played with and against being in the NHL, it's kind of different now in terms of uh, rooting for NHL teams. I feel like the New York teams get put together, where I feel like a lot of times Yankees go with Giants, go with Rangers, and then Mets go with Islanders, go with Jets. Yeah, that, that could definitely be uh, – usually it's like the, the city is more Rangers, Giants, and uh, Yankees, and then Long Island more Mets, Jets, Islanders. Gotcha. What kind of screwed you one way or the other? Uh, like I said, I, I went to middle school like right across the street from the Coliseum. So I, I never really went into the city to go to Rangers Graham games growing up, but my parents would take me to the Islanders games all the time, so that's why them, and uh, my grandfather was from the Bronx, so he was a big Yankees fan, and I passed that down to my dad, who passed that down to me. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. That's how it works. <laughs> there you have it. Hey, it makes sense. Yeah. You're close. I mean, we almost, if you embraced, you know, God, I, I, I don't want you to become a Steeler fan, but man, if you jumped on that you we'd have the full table here because i've got but now now it's like you can't change back <laughs> yeah would there would be, be no way i would crazy. change back <laughs> that would be crazy because i've got my new england four so yeah. you know that if the penguins do come back and win that series against the islanders it's going to be a real interesting couple of weeks for me because well i might have to hide and you know kind of oh, you're uh, you're pretty much the anti-derek army you, yes you did it all right you were born and he did it all, all wrong, wrong so well, and then there's so my good buddy Alex Reed, who is with the Jacksonville Icemen. He used to work here in Wheeling, and uh, he was my broadcast partner in Lewiston. He's all over the map. He makes it the complete like, what are you doing? Scenario. He's from Norfolk, Virginia. So I guess your closest would be either a Baltimore or a DC or a Raleigh. Well, he is. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, so hey, there you go. That's all right. There's, there's one for you. I'll let that go. He is Dallas Cowboys, and way out of left field is Oakland A's. That's a crazy combo. I've never heard I, I, of I, I don't know how, you, how you, you end up going that path. No, no idea. You want anything else on this uh, on this venture, or what else you got? I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be able to sway either of these <laughs> two in this situation. There's, it's not even. It's like arguing with a uh, wall right now. I'm right, you're wrong. Deal yep, with it. 100. percent Patty's a good uh, guy to have on your side too in an argument. That's yeah, for sure. that's the New York way. Yeah. <laughs> Did it go as you expected it to? Yeah, so exactly how because most of the time you get in these conversations and it's. You're dead set on it, and I didn't think I was going to be able to sway anyone one way or another. <laughs> so we've got two guys from two really cool spots, Long Island, Niagara Falls. What are you guys going to do with those locations this summer? Uh, yeah, I think uh, looking forward to going home. It's been a long year, and uh, like I said, I live near the beach, so probably spent some time there this summer and uh, spent some time with my parents. But uh, I actually think I'm, I'm living in Boston uh, having an apartment with a buddy so i'll be up there uh most of the time during the week but maybe go home on the weekends to long island what do you want to do this year that you couldn't do last year now that things are back open again uh probably go to the bar there you go <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> kyle what are you doing uh yeah just i don't know you know what the summer holds with you know canada being pretty locked down still um i know they're you know going over regulations uh at the start of june 
Um, so we'll see. I don't have uh, any plans yet, but just kind of waiting to see what happens with the situation down there. Niagara Falls is right on the border, obviously. How close are you from, and is it easy in a normal year to go back and forth? Oh, yeah. Um, growing up, we always went back and forth. Um, we're right. Um, Niagara Falls is, like, right right on the border there. So, um, And then Buffalo is about 20 minutes across the, the Peace Bridge. So, yeah, um, with the border being closed, I haven't seen a lot of buddies that live in Buffalo and stuff like that, uh, which has kind of sucked, but hopefully that changes this summer. So. Canada is the cool side in terms of the actual falls themselves. Been there, done that, yep. love it. Yep. What about for things to do? Is it cooler to go down to Buffalo or up to Toronto? Or stay right there? <sighs> yeah, um, Niagara is like a little bit of a mini Vegas, you could say, uh, with you know casinos and hotels. And I've stuff. never heard that before. You never heard that? Mini Vegas. Every oh my god, I hate that. That drives me nuts. That's one of the things. Every city wants to call themselves, you know, something. Four man's Vegas. Yeah. Like, Four man's Vegas, not Vegas, obviously, but yeah. Like we would go to Manchester, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're going to Manch Vegas," and I'm like, "What in yeah. Manchester, New Hampshire, is possibly comparable to Las Vegas? Like, what is wrong with you people?" Um. So yeah, I don't know. Niagara's pretty good. Toronto is just so busy now. Uh, you know, we used to get down there more and more but it's pretty packed down there but it's also a really fun city some great restaurants and you know if you want to go catch a Jays game or something like that it's awesome but, um, Buffalo not much to do in Buffalo unless you're going to a game um, they got some um, some good places to go out and eat and stuff like that but yeah Niagara Vegas Niagara, here we go Niagara, Vegas, let's baby. go That's it. what do you think Isaac all right, so moving on to the point back to the teams, as you mentioned, it has to be tough for you being a Jays fan and them not playing anywhere nearly remote to Toronto. Yeah, um, it's tough. You know, usually you get down there, you know, once a summer or maybe twice in, in a good year. To, and it's so much fun, you know what I mean? You grab like five or six guys, you go down, you know, spend the night, go to a Jays game. There's nothing better than that. But um, I know a lot of people are craving for those, you know, even the Raptors and and Jays to get back there because they love those teams down there. So it's been tough. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of segment number two of our Wheeling Nailers Power Hour. We have one more segment to go at the 19th hole. It's an off night for the hockey world, but Wednesday, Nailers and Penguins. Nailers at 7-10. They take on the Indy Fuel as they go for the 1,000th win in team history. Get those tickets and be a part of history at wheelingnailers.com. And then game six of the Penguins and the Islanders as well as Pittsburgh tries to stay alive and force a game seven. We've got Kyle Marino. We've got Patrick McNally, Isaac, and I are back to finish things up next on the Nailers Broadcast Network, presented by Main Street Bank. Final segment of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour at the 19th hole on a Tuesday night as we have Kyle Marino and Patrick McNally as we get ready for another busy stretch of games for the Nailers. They will ultimately play seven games in 11 days to put the wraps on this 2020-2021 season. They'll see the Greenville Swamp Rabbits one more time. They'll see the Indy Fuel three times, and they'll see the South Carolina Stingrays three times. All three Indy games are on home ice, so visit wheelingnailers.com and get yours today. Isaac, where do we want to start this segment off, man? Uh, I'll keep going what I keep going with the past couple of shows. What's game day like for you guys? What's the routine and what's the pregame meal? I think it depends uh, on the road. We usually get chicken and pasta, but uh, if we're home, you know, the routine, you go in, you go to the rink, uh, 
have a few meetings, depending probably like power play, penalty kill, then maybe a team meeting, go over uh, the other team's tendencies. Army will show us a bunch of video and uh, then go out there, get a pregame skate in, you know, nothing crazy, short 20, 30 minutes. Get off, go back. I usually uh, like to maybe have a snack and uh, wait to eat so I don't get hungry, but uh, usually wait like an hour or so and then cook up just some chicken, maybe chicken and pasta or chicken and veggies and take a nap and then head to the rink. Yeah, pretty similar. Uh, maybe not so many meetings as Patty has to go into. I get to kind of relax and have a coffee while the guys do their power play meetings and stuff like that. And then um, I think the only difference maybe I do is I take a cold tub um, every game day. Um, and that's about it. Get a meal, get a nap, head to the rink by 4.35 and get ready to go. The chicken and pasta on the road, like you said, that gets to be very, very repetitive. Is there anything that can all of a sudden maybe make you raise an eyebrow and go, oh, hey, that's different. We don't usually get that. I'm trying to think. Maybe in, uh, in Fort Wayne they had they at least mixed it up and had, like, uh, some Alfredo sauce, so that was nice. Usually it's Caesar just, salad. They got good Caesar yeah, salad. Yeah, they had a good there Caesar too. there, too, but usually it's just rubber hotel chicken <laughs> <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> some pasta with marinara. That's a tough go. What about, uh, have you guys run into places, and boy, is Dan going to hate me if you haven't because that might really open up a can of worms. Have you run into places that are offering you desserts? Yeah, Fort Wayne had cookies. Okay, cookies. that's but, good. Uh, besides that, I don't, I don't think so. No, no. Yeah, when I was in uh, San Jose for two years, we used to get ice cream like after every meal. So there that, it is. That, that was nice, but I haven't seen that yet this year. I've heard cookies. Cookies is one I've heard before, but yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think it was the finals team where Seamus was our trainer. He's now the Wilkes trainer. And the boys used to just pound on him nonstop. Like, come on, Seamus, we want ice cream. We want ice cream. Give us ice cream with our pregame meal. And I think he did cave a couple of times. So I'm sure Dan will put me on the trainer's table and leave me there if he finds out I tell you this. But... Yeah, uh, I've heard ice cream's a, a very big hit with the boys. Yeah, ice cream's a, definitely a play for sure. Yeah. So if that was somehow magically fit in, that would uh, that would make your guys' days. What else you got? So I have a question for you. If you being and then we've talked about how you've been more distinguished of a fighter of recently. Are you the one asking? Or are you being asked now? Oh, good question. I don't get asked very much. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, there's obviously a handful of guys that. You don't really need to ask. You just kind of know what's going to happen. But um, I, don't, I think, you know, just as the season's gone on and as, you know, you kind of make a name for yourself and you do well in a couple fights and stuff like that, I think, you know, guys are a little bit more tentative to, to ask me. But, um, you know, it's been a good opportunity to, you know, try to keep playing, um, play up in the lineup, you know, when I'm asked or, you know, get, you know, arms has been great, try to get me in different roles and, put using me on the power play sometimes and working me in on the PK and stuff like that. So that's nice. Um, obviously, you know, fighting's great. It's part of the game. Uh, but, you know, you know, it's it's on its way out and you got to, you know, do other things to stick around for sure. How do you ask? Are you basic or are you sometimes a funny one? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you got to be creative sometimes. Um, you got to convince guys, you know, that may, might not want to or... Or, you know, 
you know, just need a little push, or sometimes you don't ask at all and just, you know, you make them. All right. What's uh, have you had any funny ones this year? Like, have you have actually maybe made a guy laugh, or has a guy made you laugh, and you're like trying to hold that back um, as you throw? I think Moisan was a good one in Fort Wayne. He it was our first shift together, and he kind of has that French accent, and he just looked at me and goes, "Hey, Marino, let's go to center ice." So I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." So that, he was he, he's probably the only one that's happened this year. I haven't had many you know square ups like that. So and you beat him at his own building. Yeah, that was good. You get into the chirping at all? That's oh. usually why I get into a fight. <laughs> it's because of Patty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could, I could get into it. Uh, if someone gives me a shot or something, uh, I could get heated. All right, that's good. I, where do we go on this? Um, the Jacksonville game, when Duchesne got his uh, unsportsmanlike, I heard that was hilarious. I don't. I wasn't there, so. Uh, I think I might have been on the ice, so I didn't hear it. But uh, I don't know. I didn't find it too funny because then we're in the box for another two minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he criticized the referee's frosted tips. Oh, man. He, he maybe he did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch it. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that either. I was waiting on that one. I was like, do I throw it out? Do I not throw it out? I was like, you know what? We'll just dive in and see where we can go with that one. So I, I've heard some interesting ones uh, in that regard before. What else do you got, Isaac? Okay, so <laughs> trying to think now. I always like this gut diving, and this could be either yourself or something you've witnessed. What's the probably the best in your own eyes sports moment you've witnessed or been a part of? This could be any age or even just watching one of your favorite teams. Uh, I think uh, I think you'll re- definitely remember this, Deej, when uh, – the Bruins were down 4-1 to the Leafs in Game 7. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. I yes. Was, I was at that game. so Were you really? Yeah, so that's that's probably the best uh, moment I've witnessed as a sports fan. That was the former Thunderbird broadcaster Dave Gosher's Bergeron, Bergeron, Bergeron. Yes. And yes. that, uh, yeah, they came back and uh, won that one in overtime. Yeah. Went to the finals that year. I yeah. think, yeah, for me, maybe the the Blue Jays game when they came back for the uh, Rangers when Batista hit that walk-off. Bat flip. The bat flip one. That was pretty cool. I remember I was in junior watching that, and that was a pretty cool sports mo- uh, moment. And uh, uh, maybe probably when I played junior, we ended up winning the national championship. That was pretty cool, too. It was probably one of top two things. Really? Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Where would you get to do that? Uh, West Kelowna. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We won, won the whole thing, so that was fun. What's yours? Oh, mine I've never asked you this. You've asked the guys. I've never asked you. Oh, mine has to be. You're going to find it funny that it happened up at Heinz Field. The uh, Chargers, uh, one of the first Chargers games I've ever been to in person. I think it was the first Chargers game I've been to in person. They had the first ever comeback of 16-plus points or more at Heinz Field. They came and they walked it off on a field goal after back-to-back offsides calls. So I was, I was had to try to get out of that out of that out of that stadium pretty quick. This is gonna sound so bad. Like I, I'm sorry, but I'm not at the same time. But like my sports teams have celebrated 12 championships since I started high school, so I've got a lot a lot of stuff to pick from. But the 2011 Bruins run, I mean. Man, like, 
you got to throw 0-4 in there first with the Sox coming back from 3-0 down against the Yankees and then winning your thing and in 86 years like that's unbelievable. But for me, I wanted the Bruins one the most because I was a hockey guy. So it's like, okay, the Patriots got theirs. That's cool. All right, the Red Sox did their thing. The Celtics got theirs. And I'm like, come on. Like, I want the Bruins to win. Like, let's go. And uh, so I I got to go to game six the year that they beat Vancouver. uh, And ultimately they won game six and then on to game seven. I actually, so I told my mom, uh, once they beat Tampa in the conference final, I said, I don't care how much this is going to cost. This is my team, and they're in the Stanley Cup. We are going. I am going to the Stanley Cup. You can either join me if you want, or you can support me in my travels. Whichever you want to do is A-OK. So I shelled out $575 a ticket to sit in the second to last row of the building and could not have been happier with my decision because they won the Stanley Cup in the following game. That's all worth it. So that's that story. What else you got? Or do you want me to? I've got one I can go with. You go with yours. Another fun topic I heard on the bus, thinking hockey, was that they were making up their own fantasy teams of best players. So they were talking like top 10, 11 guys. But let's just go one from each position, NHL right now. Top goalie, top D, top forward. If you can start a team, who are you taking? Uh, I'd probably take Vasilevsky and Nett, McDavid at forward, and... uh, (laughs) I'd have to go with Hedman on the back end, even though my Long Island and Harvard roots would uh, tempt me to go Adam Fox. Yeah, no uh, no Beanpot memories in the uh, Harvard? Uh, we, unfortunately, when I was there, we didn't, we didn't win one. Bummer. Did you? I'm hoping you at least got to a final? We did, ne- we did not get to a final. My <laughs> senior Ooh. year, uh, we lost to BU in double OT. Oh. I- Eichel's team in the semi, so oh, geez. that was a tough one. Kyle, what's your one, two, three? Who do you, who'd you say for forward? McDavid. Yeah, McDavid for sure. Mick swept. Yeah, McDavid for sure. If you're not picking him, you're crazy. Um, I think, I mean, Hedman's unbelievable. I'm going to go with Hedman. Um, and then, yeah, probably Vasilevsky or All right, Price, good. Price maybe too. Like he's up there. Price is unbelievable. Um, I don't know. You're not going to get – you know, actually, you know, Crosby could be thrown in there, too. Crosby's still there. Like, if you're going to start a team to win right now, I think Crosby's in the conversation still, which is unbelievable. But 34 yeah, will be crazy. in August. Yeah. Isaac, who are you starting with? Well, I'm going to agree with the two gentlemen sitting to my right over here. I had the same exact things. When you told me to think about that earlier today, those are the three I wrote down. I also thought about McKinnon possibly yep. being the former. That's really the only other way you can really change that. I would definitely – McKinnon, just the way that he's shown up in the playoffs has been really impressive to watch. And I feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves. I don't know if it's because he plays in Colorado or what the story is. I know McDavid's in Edmonton. you got Matthews in Toronto. Obviously, Sid and Ovechkin have had the, you know, the crown for a while now. But why do you think it is that McKinnon doesn't get the love? Is it simply because he plays in Colorado and people don't know what to do with Colorado? I mean, I think he gets a lot of love, uh, maybe in, at least among pro hockey players. I, whoever you talk to, they usually acknowledge that he's a top three forward in the league. So I think uh, I don't think he's too underappreciated. Yeah, it might be the Colorado thing, Deej, but um, I think, you know, people in the hockey world know how good he is and how he can be a top player in the league whenever he wants to be. So 
rose-colored glasses, if I were to extend my line, I would actually put Bergeron in there because I feel like he's probably the best two-way center in the NHL where he's going to get you points and he's actually going to play a little D. But I, I would put McKinnon as my, my forward. I, I think you guys are bang on with Hedman on D. I mean, he's just as good as it gets. And like we saw that last year in the playoffs. And then, yeah, I mean, Vasilevsky, the fact that Flurry's still getting it done yeah. The way that he is now is impressive. Two U's, two K's, two points, two Karask is really good. There's the, the talent is, is there's no question that it's out there in the NHL. For sure. How about favorite athlete? Get yourself out of the hockey world. I don't know. What do I think? Oh, man. Uh Growing up, my favorite athlete was Brett Favre. I loved him. But uh, now? Wait a minute. He didn't play for the, the Islanders or know, the Yankees. Or you, don't, you don't see me going around. He, he was a Jet yeah, for a couple of minutes. That you don't see me going around <laughs> saying I'm a Packer fan, So even though he was my favorite athlete. But uh, right now, active, uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, I, do, uh, I do love LeBron, so maybe I'd go with him. Yeah, LeBron's a safe pick for sure. Um, Tiger would have been, you know, an easy one too, for sure. Uh, right now, obviously, I like Justin Herbert, so he's probably my favorite athlete right now. I also like Jordan Spieth a whole lot. Okay. Right on. Trying to think who I would go with now. Growing up, I was big into Tiger. That was, loved the, uh, I was a big Nike guy, still am. Yep. Um, actually got the, uh, the TW hat on, read the books played the video games, and as you've seen it in the press box quite frequently, I've got the fist pump going on. So actually, I did that across the graduation stage, and people kind of chirp me for that one. But hey, <laughs> don't care. I'm not going to just sit there. I, I found that amazing. I was watching Brendan Burke, the Islander broadcaster, another former nailer, and they had the Brendan cam on his overtime goal last night, and he was just standing there still, but you could feel the excitement. And I'm like, man, how do you do that? Like, I'm ready to jump out of my seat. Just for a, you know a basic win, let alone a you know double overtime playoff game, like that's unbelievable. Yeah, I don't understand how it can be tough to keep your emotions sometimes when it comes to down to that stuff. Still, the Broussard fights that takes the cake for this year. Yeah, that was good. That was great. We were talking about that today. Were you guys? Yeah. Is that the moment of the year? That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was great. Had you ever been a part of anything like that before? Ah, uh, I don't. I think that was the first goalie fight I've been a part of. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I've seen a player fight a goalie, but I've never seen two goalies go at it. But for me, that was yeah, that was cool. Yeah, we actually earlier in the year when I was with Orlando, uh, our goalie fought Nuber from Florida, so that was pretty cool to see too. Sparks or Windsor? Windsor. Windsor. Right, yeah. Okay. He actually got he actually got him pretty yeah, good. I would was, say he won the fight. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Fraser's or uh, things huge. Yeah. Goalie's huge. Yeah. He's yeah. a big boy. Very well-fed human being. Yeah. All right. I think that brings us to an end here at the 19th hole for the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour. Don't forget Nailers Hockey on Wednesday night. They'll take on the Indy Fuel at 710. You can get your tickets at wheelingnailers.com. June 4th and 5th are home against the Fuel as well. Superman on the 4th and Fan Appreciation Night on the 5th. And don't forget, we will be back here for one last show, our send-off for the 2020-2021 season. And... I got a feeling, Isaac, we are going to have a lot of people for that show. Not that, you know, this crowd hasn't been great tonight, but 
Derek Army and Brad Drobot, two people that I think the fans have been waiting to talk to this year. I have. I'm gonna. I would. I would hedge your bet there if that was the case. I would say that's going to be a a good show. So the Power Hour will turn into the Coaches Show to wrap things up. Guys, I appreciate you taking some time out of your Tuesday. Great job as always. That was a fun conversation, and best of luck to you this weekend. No problem. Thanks a lot, Teach. All right, that's Patrick McNally and Kyle Marino for my broadcast partner, Isaac Basinger. I'm DJ Vassell saying thanks so much for coming out and for tuning into the Power Hour, and we'll talk to you for Nailers and Fuel on Wednesday on the Nailers Broadcast Network, presented by Main Street Bank.